All right. So I'll um. They're all beating each other up. Really. Yeah, pretty much. And they're just yeah, Violet's year eight, so she likes telling Noel what to do and. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the plan anyway. All right. Well, I better introduce what's going on here. This is uh, talking to Sandra Logan. So, I'm going to so just what, call you Logs. <laughs> so, what is this? Is that what you're asking me? What is this thing? Yeah, what is this thing? I've seen it on Facebook, and I'm just going, "What's that?" Uh, <laughs> so I just talk to people and, and interview. I don't know <laughs> yeah, and I just ask you questions, and you answer them, and uh, I guess we'll uh, go. I'll ask you a few things about, uh, you know, growing up in, you grew up life, in Wollongong, didn't you? Life, the universe and everything. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to mainly talk about, you know, start when I started teaching in Denny and who, right. who you were then and what was going on in your life and <laughs> some shenanigans that we might get to. We may. Who is, who is this? <laughs> well, that's the thing. We may self-edit certain things and maybe we'll just talk about your husband's exploits more than anything else and we'll go we'll go from there I'm still employed by the department yeah yeah i understand i understand we, we won't cross any boundaries in, in terms of um in terms of professional standards or anything like that but stuff we uh, might have done that we shouldn't have done <laughs> yeah it may never see the light of day but that's all right <laughs> So yeah, yeah so, so yeah, I'll just call you Logs from now on because that's easy. Uh, yeah. That's what I call you, and I, I always confuse uh, Justine when I talk about you because you're Logs and your husband is also Logs. So you, get oh, to you be can conf- just call me Sandra if you want. Oh no, when was the last time I called you that? That'd be weird. Yeah, true. Now I, I today I thought, all right, what am I going to talk to her about? And something popped into my head. Was your nickname Pig? Yes. <laughs> where like where does I, again, I, I said, I think her nickname was Pig and Judson. Where did that come from? And I'm like, people, what? still have some people that call me that. So where, where on earth do you get such a such a great nickname? Such a bad nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a derogatory nickname. Yeah. Um, it came from my share house days. Right. <laughs> when I lived with my friend from school, Alison. Yeah. Who I'm still friends with and her sister, Leslie. Right. And they both used to um, be late home because I was a full-time student. Right. They used to work and do study. So I was always home and I'd cook dinner and I'd have my bit of dinner. Yeah. Right. I'd leave their bit there. And they always claimed that I ate more than my share. Wow. So me piggy. That's that's pretty petty, isn't it? That's that's yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't true. <laughs> well, that's really why you're on the podcast, really, is to clear the air, to clear your name. That you weren't wow, that is that's they would funny. Probably debate that, but yeah, they always used to claim that, you know, I'd had more than my fair share. It was like, you know, Goldilocks and the three bears. Right, or, yeah, exactly. I yeah. um I remember living with someone when I lived in England. And they were a tight ass with their food. <laughs> and like we would cook, you know, take turns cooking, but they would go and, you know, they they earned enough money. But if they they're like, I'm gonna make prawns, I'm gonna make a stir fry with prawns in it. And they would buy like 
six prawns and there were you know four people living in the house and they would just eat them all and you'd be like why did you buy like that many oh no they're expensive you're like well don't buy them if we can't eat them we weren't that bad like we all used to put into the kitty yeah and then go shopping on a saturday morning or something and we'd have a bit of a list of what we were going to buy we we used to go to the markets and buy what whatever was on special because we were poor yeah but I mean, but like the fact—the fact that you were cooking the dinner—that never seemed to. No. <laughs> so back, back... In, back in the eighties, you could get a lot of food for you know sixty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loaded up. <laughs> yeah, but um, we did live on a fairly um, you know, bit of a student sort of diet of things like tuna, tuna bacon. Yeah. You know, those sort of classic meals that you make on a budget. Yeah, but, mashed, um, mashed potatoes, pretty good. Yeah. Mashed potato. Yeah. With pasta, yeah. that's that was Wigo's favorite. Was yeah, this... I was definitely the best cook in the house, and yeah. so they should have just been grateful, really, shouldn't they? Now, I uh, we're just came we're... home after a long day at work, yeah, and you got dinner made for them, and like, had Jesus, a meal calm down, yeah, settle down. <laughs> I, I, we're gonna jump all over the place here because uh, there's a lot of things that pop into my head talking to you, and I remember because I know you are a good cook, I, I always appreciated any time I was at your house getting fed especially when I started teaching but I remember coming to visit you uh when you just moved to Millthorpe yeah and came I came to visit you with Wigo and we cooked you dinner and because we were poor and students and not very good cooks I think we cooked like a stir fry but it was like the sauce we used was from a jar and I remember your kids being outraged (laughs) <laughs> like why what is that <laughs> like, they, like what i think i don't know if it was i don't know if it was moose i don't know if it was your youngest that was just like mom they're getting the sauce out of, out of a jar like complete outrage we were like oh no <laughs> i do re- i don't remember that specific detail but i do remember you coming to visit and i think i had the day off work i think i chucked the sickie or something yes i probably shouldn't have mentioned that but yeah oh no Long time ago. Yeah, um, yeah, so I remember chucking a sickie when I was head, newly minted head teacher at Blaine High. <laughs> That's right, yep. <laughs> yeah, just I don't know where we where we went for lunch, but it was nice. I remember going down to the, the wind farm. Yeah. At Karkor. That's right. Yeah, driving down there and whatever. So but, just, yeah, very funny. Yeah, so that's odd... a long time ago, man. I know. Now, now all your kids are, yeah, must be older well, than me. <laughs> it's, it's twenty years since we moved next year. Yeah, I was. I will. We'll try. Like I said, try and try and get some continuity, which will be impossible. But so, you grew up in Wollongong. Is that where you met Logs? Is that where you met Marcus? No, no. When I was at uni, right? Oh, you went to Sydney uni. Yeah. No, I went to New South Wales, but oh, okay. yeah, it was in Sydney, obviously. Yeah. 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 And you met, so, no, I met, met him a there tall string a, bean? Met him through a, a friend, mutual friend that I was studying with at uni. Yeah. A crazy guy called Baz. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, he um, he's just recently reappeared in our lives after being absent for about 20 years. So, wow. Yeah, there's a huge story behind that. <laughs> I can tell you now. Yeah, if you got if you got time, like, what's going on there? So Baz and I went to uni together, and 
Baz was a mutual friend of oh, one of Marcus's mates that yeah. worked at Macca's. So, yeah, I went to uni with Baz and they were all kind of like hanging out and, yeah, we went out and did a few things together in a group situation. Right. And then, yeah, Marcus rang me up and asked me out, but I said no the first time. Nice. <laughs> I had uni work to do, Matt. Oh, know, right, yeah, good student. Always been such a good student. Yeah, right. Such a girly swat, you know. Huh. Even even to this day, like I'm a casual teacher and I was at work until everyone else, everyone else had left. And I was on a Zoom learning about how to interpret NAPRAN results, even though I already know. Yeah. I thought maybe they'll have something else to tell me, but no, it was the same shit. So <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Yes. I yeah. was a girl. And I suppose I still am, even though I'm a casual teacher. But wow, I didn't know. I mean, I worked with you. I know that you were all, <laughs> all over everything. But wow. So he asked you out, and you said no, and he went, "I'll try again." That's uh... yeah. I said, "Oh, look, I'll go out with you on another occasion." Right, right, right. I can't can't go out like tomorrow night because I I think I had some massive uni assignment due. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, I when I met you uh that was my very first teaching job yeah uh i left, finished uni and sort of bumming around newcastle I, I didn't really really want to just put my name down and do casual work that was the plan was to to work in a, a rural area of new south wales and work and save money to go overseas that was always my plan mm -hmm. and then i got this job um and yeah didn't really know where Denny was. Had no idea, even when well, I applied. Did back then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like, I don't know. I, I looked it up after I. I think I rang the principal and then then looked up where it was. Um, lucky enough to yeah to get the job, and I came down and I met the the head of English who was just about to go on maternity leave from memory. That's right. And Is that crazy? yeah, yeah. And so you were the you were the acting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, it's just yeah, oh, two thousand and one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Tracy was yeah. You and that girl from Mado, Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We have really have to watch what we say, don't we, with a lot of these old stories? <laughs> but yes, yes, that's right. From Maitland. Yeah. Oh my God, remember her? She was the one who she didn't know I was. I went to uni in Newcastle, and so she mm. was trying to convince everyone that she didn't like living in Denny because Maitland had a thriving artistic scene that she just, it, she couldn't appreciate it in Denny because it yeah, wasn't we as artistic like, as oh, Maitland. And, and I was like, I, I know where Maitland is. It's... Hey, Kate lives there now. Yeah, that's right. I've been to Maitland many times and even now, 20 years later, there's not much happening there. No, you can go to the Maitland show and and uh, from memory, I took my kids there when they were young and you could play with a pile of coal. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> a big pile of coal that you could put in a bucket and take somewhere else and empty the bucket. So no, that there, was... is, there has been some attempts to gentrify Maitland. Yeah. I must not, say. Not in 2001. That was No, no, definitely not. Yeah, they that's do. right. So yeah, they I have a good art gallery. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, see, yeah, that's that's when I started. Yeah, because there were a couple of teachers on maternity leave, 
Um, and I was, oh, that was. Gracie and Robin Richards. Yes, that's right. Wow, good memory. I couldn't even remember what her name was. Um, And, yeah, she went on maternity leave and and I got the job. And then, yeah, you were my boss. Yeah. And that was, um, yeah, I I think I've told you, like, that was such a a great (laughs) twist of fate for me to be like, all right, you, you are moving to this place. You don't drive. I've got no car. I'm, I'm stuck in Denny. I'm not going anywhere. It's a town of 8,000. And uh, living next to the courthouse. It's just me like, all right. right. In the fibro shack. Yeah, in the fibro shack with no heating and, oh, it's just good times. But it was, yeah, very lucky, very lucky that I, that I managed to, to no move heating. there. But, but what, what, to, what brought you there? If you went to Union. I, I was sent there. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was on a scholarship in my last year at uni. They offered scholarships to people in their final year to um, pretty much go anywhere in the state, I suppose. So it must have been one of those periods in time, like the current current time, uh, where, you know, it was difficult to staff certain areas. So they offered a whole bunch of scholarships. That's right. You had to apply for one and the agreement was if you took the money, you had to pretty much agree to go wherever they sent you. But you did have some say over it. Like I remember going to the Department of Education office and they said, okay, like at the end of the day, we can send you wherever we want, but we'd rather send you somewhere that you might like to go, you know, um, so that there's a fair degree of success there. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we went, oh, North Coast and South Coast. And they went, yeah, dream on. <laughs> yeah, that chance. Yep. I <laughs> said, they're like, pick again, kitties. Yeah. So, uh, Ballina? Can we go to Ballina? Is that all right? No, sorry. Yeah, so we looked at, them. well, Baz, my mate, the one I just referenced earlier, yeah. mutual friend of Marcus, um, he got a scholarship as well. So we were both on a scholarship. So we went into the office together and said, oh, Look, you know, we're pretty good friends. Um, what are the chances of us getting a joint appointment right. to a school? And they said, oh, look, you know, yeah, we can note that down, but, you know, it'll all depend on what's out there. We said, oh, yeah, fair enough. Well, if there is such a thing like, you know, we'd like to go together. And they yeah. said, oh, righto, whatever, kids, <laughs> you know, good luck. And we said, oh, we'll go We'll go to the Riverina, we right. thought doesn't look too bad, you mm. know, because you just had to pick a region back in the day when the state was in, you know, fairly big regions. Yeah. Like a lot more carved up now um, in the current arrangement. But, you know, Riverina was a pretty big region. We yeah. thought, well, it's not like right out in the west, but it's not obviously on the coast. So anyway, as it turned out, we both got sent to Denny High. Wow. But. Of course, it was too good to be true, really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So within about the first week of us being there, and, like, we rented a house and everything, and, like, Marcus was just still in Sydney, but he was just, like, finalising his job and packing up all the stuff and whatever, and then he was coming down. Yeah. We rented out this house, and oh, it would have been probably the first week or so of school or beginning of the second week of school, they said, oh, gee, bad luck, guys. You know, we're overstaffed. Oh, Jesus. So someone's going to have to be nominated transfer from, from the English faculty. 
because oh, there was yeah. there was three new teachers in the English faculty. So there was myself and Baz and this one other girl who was a total nutbag, <laughs> right? And she yep. was legit. Like she ended up having a mental breakdown and going into like an institution and being diagnosed with schizophrenia. Jeez. Like I'm not just making up that she was a nutbag. Like she actually was yeah. certifiable. Far out. And anyway, so once I announced the force transfer thing, we pretty much went, oh, well, okay, this isn't looking real good. And Shit. we were a bit too nice and we went, well, we're not going to sort of like, you know, fight against her because it looks pretty bad, like two against one. Yeah. And Marcus is going, don't be stupid, don't be stupid, you know, go into bat for yourselves. And we're going, oh, no, no, it'll look really terrible. And yeah. so anyway, as it turned out, of course, they gave Baz the, the push because he was the single male. And Sally, <laughs> Sally, that was the name yeah. of the chick who was the, the unit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she basically went fully into meltdown mode. Right. And said, oh, I've had all these terrible things happen in my life and gotcha. if I have to move I'll have I'll probably have a mental breakdown and so you know she was like you can't pick me and no, no, no. so she you know put her sob story forward so we thought well if we you know like counteract that with a you know well we're here together and we've got this house and you can piss off sort of thing we look yeah. like heartless bastards <laughs> yeah so we just kind of let it roll and yeah, then, wow. yeah, it turned out, of course, they picked Baz because he was a single male, no doubt. Far out. Because I was married at the time. Obviously. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Because yeah, Marcus and I got married at the end of my last year at uni. Yep. So we were already married and we'd been overseas on our holiday and then when we came back, like, I got sent to, sent to Denny. Far out. So, yeah, so Baz got shipped off to Yas and Supercell, as we called her. <laughs> Yeah. Um, stayed on and was a total disaster. Yeah, great. And that was how I ended up going through um, a whole year of um, industrial disasters. And our case ended up in the Industrial Relations Commission. What? Because the two head teachers we had were a pair of Nazis. And, <laughs> well, look, you know, in their, in their defence, now I look back on it in hindsight, you know, yeah. and from the position of being a head teacher myself, yeah. like they could obviously tell that she was useless, right? right? But they just went about the whole thing the wrong way yeah. and like targeted the both of us, right? Right. And so they put all these like really unrealistic and, you know, probably illegal um, requirements upon us, you know, as first year out teachers. And I think what they were trying to do was, like, break her. Yeah, get you know? to leave, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she'd, like, collapse and leave, right? right? And they probably and they knew that I'd be all right because yeah. I was probably doing what they were asking anyway, but they just wanted me to show it to them. Right, and, far out. You know, they wanted us to be at school by 8 o'clock every day, and this was back in the day of the eight-period day. We yeah. had eight 40-minute lessons, and we had to show them um, a university-style lesson plan yeah. for every lesson, for every day, for three weeks. And they were going to come in and observe our classes like at least once or twice a day for three weeks. 
And yeah. so as soon as I got those instructions, I went, oh, it doesn't sound right. And I asked a few of the other teachers in the staff room, I said, do you guys have to do this when you're first year out? And they went, nah. and I said, God, no. And I, thought, I said, I thought it sounded dodgy. And so <laughs> I went round to the Fed rep <laughs> yeah. and I said, oh, hey, mate, have a look at this. This is what we've been asked to do. And he went, oh, that's out of order. And our Fed rep at Denny High at that time ended up becoming like one of the Federation organisers. Yeah. Actually up here where I am now. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, wow. But He's retired now, but, you know, he was our organiser when I first came up here, so that was pretty funny. But, yeah, he took our case on and just said, oh, no, that's absolute bullshit. And they pretty much kept going through the whole year. Like that was in term one. And they kept going all the way through the year. Like they'd be told to stop and then they'd stop for a while and then they'd start it up again, you know, with different set of requirements. And it went on for the whole year until... Pretty much till December, and our court, our case ended up in the Industrial Relations Commission. Jesus. Yeah, but those no two idea. people, no shit, Matt. <laughs> one of them is a principal now. Yeah. No surprises, and the other one, I don't know where she ended up. But I think she ended up being a principal too. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, you know, you can. Yeah, it's that. It's that. <sighs> Treat people like shit and totally do the wrong thing, but still, you know, get promoted by the department. Try and just break people and they'll leave and that makes it easier for you and it looks better for you. Yeah. Than hiring people that, you know, uh, you know, that's that's so that was my introduction to teaching. So it's it's a surprise I'm still in it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like that that was very my my introduction to teaching was the opposite, really. I just turned up and (laughs) surrounded by nice supportive people who yeah. Who help because oh god, I, I'm speaking very fairly recently about that with you know, <laughs> with uh, prac teachers who were you know talking about starting. And I was like, Look, I when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. I thought yeah. I, I thought I knew what I was doing, but when you get the tough classes, then I realized no, I don't, I've got to you know, break yeah. everything down. I had to be broken down, you know, when you're going to be the new teachers, they're going to just be broken down a bit. <laughs> rebuilt rebuilt in sort of a because i so, think i don't know it still happens to you every time you go to a new school I yeah 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 you gotta you gotta sort of earn the you gotta earn your name i guess at the yeah, school right and that's the difference in this job as opposed to other jobs like you know and you try and explain that to people like you know i've said well, okay i've been teaching for more than half of my life and yeah. you know i'm supposedly highly accomplished and all this other shit yeah right and I've had all these executive roles, but I said, I go to a new school. I said, none of that means anything to any kid. No. Right? And I said, you know, you've got to look, you know, if you're a doctor, you know, and you've got all these things on your CV, you go to a new job and everyone's like, oh, you're fantastic. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's right. And you, and you can just go about your job, right, as long as you do your job right. Yep. You don't kill your patients. Well, you're good, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same with a lawyer. Like, oh, you've got all this stuff on your CV and you've done this, this and this in your career. So, you know, yeah, you're fantastic. But, like, teaching isn't like that because you go to a new school and whilst you might have a great CV and say you've done all these amazing things and have students who've got band sixes and whatever, yeah, that doesn't mean anything to any of the kids at no. your new school. Because you haven't taught them, and yeah, 
you know, you haven't got to know them. And so they don't really give a shit who you are. No. Well, that's the thing, talking to the the practice. But like you said, like people who have other jobs, my very first day of teaching ever at Denny High, my, you know, in this place, I don't know anyone. I went into my year nine class and one of the kids said, we're going to make you cry. That's and so that's what I said to the prac student. Like, what if a student like says that to you? And they're like, Well, why would they say that? And I'm like, I don't know, because they're in year nine and you're a new teacher and they that's their job in life. They want to see, yeah, they want to see if they can break you. And that was yeah. that was day one. And I was like, Oh, okay, I don't think so. I don't think you're gonna make me cry. But they tried. They really <laughs> they really tried their best to do that, but oh, you well. just like, just, you don't try, get it. Try being, try being a casual when you're in your 50s. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Deal. Yeah, well, Vi- Violet swears, and I don't know if this is true. He's, she has a relief teacher who is yeah. quite old, but she is convinced he's 84 years old. Now, <laughs> he's pretty old, and I worked with him probably 15 years ago when he was old, so maybe he is 84, and good luck to him if he is. But, geez, like... he loves it he loves his job i i we know and then she found out that we know some friends of ours know him so but she hasn't got the we haven't got the truth yet of like is he 84 or not because he could be but can you imagine well no i'm counting down the days no way yeah exactly yeah me too (laughs) i've got heaps oh still looking forward to it um so you moved to Denny, you have three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I certainly, like, like I said, the lucky thing that of me moving to Denny was that I had you as a, as my boss. And I think pretty quickly you were like, Oh, this, this boy needs, <laughs> needs a, a family to look after him. So, <laughs> um, and it's one of those things, right? Like I, I, we were only what, 22 or two. Something? Yeah. But I thought as soon as I started teaching, I thought, Right, I am an adult. Right, I have I have a proper job now. So, I I knew like oh I'm I'm gonna I wasn't stupid enough to go I will change and be a professional. That was never gonna happen. But I was like I am an adult. But it was very clear like very early on. I was like oh my god, this is really hard. That <laughs> I was yeah. I was warned that it would be very hard. Yeah, being an adult's hard. Having a job's hard. Um, you know, you t- <laughs> teaching. 18 year olds in a rural community who are like come and have beers with us in, on the weekend like no i don't oh, come on and be fun i'll see you at the pub what pub are you going to like all of that stuff was just like oh this is yeah it's yeah this is a tough very uh, fine line to tread there yeah very fine line um but it was yeah very um yeah very lucky that i had you and and marcus and <laughs> and the kids to to be like oh okay cool i've got i've got a family here that will feed me when when uh, i'm starving which is a lot um but one thing i i wanted to ask you about was um how you sort of settled into your the parenting roles in your household because, how did we? yeah because when when i when i yeah like met you i was like oh okay um this is like a, a relationship where you and Marcus had that relationship that uh, I'd realized, oh, that was like a goal for me to have. Like, oh. a, 
<laughs> a very like a very I don't know I was going to say open relationship but that's the wrong term um, <laughs> but like just very good communication and like a really good team like yeah team I suppose ki- well I guess you know I was always going to have to be the main breadwinner yeah which you know I suppose I didn't always relish that position but I suppose you just when you got a family and a mortgage and whatever you kind of have to just accept that's it yeah you know and um yeah so i suppose marcus sort of was like well you know i'll i'll work part-time and do a bit of you know looking after the kids like i suppose the kids weren't really in full-time care until maybe moose was about oh he might have been like four yeah i guess maybe when marcus started working like you know five days a week yeah so yeah and I guess yeah because he was at home like he just knew he had to do the jobs (laughs) right right (laughs) because (laughs) it wouldn't have been very pleasant if I came home and (laughs) after a shit day at school yeah you know that's like um yeah and you know obviously having to do work at home as well that's a I reckon the hardest thing about teaching is that your job doesn't finish when you work, leave school. Like you come home and you've got probably another, you know, minimum two or three hours to do to get ready for the next day. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so you have to have the other person doing that stuff. Otherwise, yeah, nothing much is going to happen really, is it? No, I guess not. But that, that was the thing. Like, it's going to fall apart. So, I, I suppose, yeah, Marcus was kind of like happy to. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of job opportunities in Denny anyway, I suppose. No. Him. I mean, he always had a job, but it wasn't always necessarily what he wanted to be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I suppose he thought, well, you know, yeah, this is the way it's got to be. And, I mean, yeah, he didn't mind staying home with the kids. And I think, you know, it's definitely given him a closer bond with the kids than maybe a lot of dads might have with their children. Yeah, and that was one of the things I was going to say was that you you both had, even when they were little, like uh, I'm just trying to remember, I guess Moose was when four, were you there? four or five, so 2001. Yeah, Moose was born in 96, so he yeah. would have been five. Yeah, and and, and so I guess Bella was been, eight or nine. He would have been in school that year because he didn't start until he was six. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Bella would have been, she was born in 92, so she would have been, what, about nine? Yeah, and, yeah, Kate was in year six, I remember, because she Kate started at the, at the high school the, the next year. Yeah. God, she used to, um, I remember the first time she told me to shut up at school. <laughs> she told me to shut up <laughs> at school because I was, I was giving her crap on the playground because she started <laughs> in year seven. And so oh. I remember just walking past her and like just saying a sly, a sly comment to her as I walked past. And she just said, <laughs> shut up, Matt. And all her friends were like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's going on? And I was like, I just walked off. Good job. Mission accomplished there. <laughs> oh, yeah. They never held back, did they? No, kids? no. They, they were always always good value. But, yes, that, that was the, <laughs> what I was going to say was that even then at that age, um, <laughs> There was the way you, you communicated with each other, but also the way you communicated with your kids. That was always <laughs> something that that I aspired to. That the relationship that you both had with your kids, um, 
I don't know. There was just something like, I don't know. The word I keep coming back to is open. It was just, you were very direct yeah. with each other. Um, yeah. Well, Kate always says that now. She goes, oh, mum, I realise how, <laughs> how um, uh, what'd she say? Yeah, I suppose like, yeah, in your face or not in your face, but yeah, very, um, no one holds back. Yeah. Where she said, like with her partner, Nathan and his family, like, um, you know, she said, oh, if something's wrong or someone's being annoying or someone's annoyed with someone or whatever, they yeah. don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, it's so the same Same with my like, family. That's That was the same thing. They kind of like yeah. all tiptoe around the problem, yeah. you know, where she said, oh, this, and she said, you know, I had to explain to Nathan that you've met Nathan, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She said, I have to explain to Nathan that in our family, if someone's been a dickhead, they'll just be told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah. She said, you know, like no one holds back and, you know, if if it's um mum or dad or one of, you know, one of us will just say, ah, you've been such a dickhead or you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up or. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was always swearing, good. It was always, it was always good. probably didn't go on when the kids were young, but it, no. Yeah, there's probably a few uh, expletives added into it now. <laughs> well, yeah, Kate was always pretty fiery as, as a as a twelve oh, year old, a year seven, funny. but that's that's most. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's the well, way it I goes. It's, yeah, it still sort of holds to this day, I suppose. You know. And the, I guess that one of the one of the weirdest things about that with your kids is now they are all grown and. You know, I, I still keep in contact with, especially um, Moose. I'm still in contact with him regularly. Um, and well, you know, he's it, in Melbourne now. Don't yeah, you? he's in Melbourne. He's he's, he's a Northcote Northcote boy, and he's you know whatever he in his leather jacket, no doubt, riding on the trams and cardigan man. Cardigan <laughs> man, yeah. Well, that sounds about right. He was born to be a cardigan man, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, um, but but it's weird that like now. And Bella often asks me, like, is it weird that now we have children? And um, <laughs> the weird thing is, like, I'm closer to Kate's age than I am to yours. Yeah. Or maybe I'm in the middle of, yeah, I think I, we worked out, middle. I'm in the middle of, in the of middle. you and Bella. Because um, yeah, right. I'm 58. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 44 this year. And Kate's 32. That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, weird. Really it's weird that way to see these kids that grow up and I'm like, Oh, I'm actually closer in age to you than, (laughs) than your mum was to me when I met them. It's all very, it gets very confusing. Um, (laughs) But that's also been good to see like, all right, this is this parenting that you had, it produces these three adults, not, you know, a lot of it's up to them as well, but. um, Right. You know, and some of the, some of the, I suppose, yeah, experiences they've had. Yeah, someone, who was saying that the other day? Oh, was that Jack's party? It was Jack's third birthday. Can you yeah. believe it? Jesus. I know. So he was three a couple of weeks ago. And you know Kate's had another baby? No, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, Kate's had a little girl yeah. um, July. Cool. Tess. Yeah, I'll flick you a photo after. Right, I'll have to send so, a message. Cool. Yeah, we were up at... Um, Kate's a few weeks ago and oh, some of their mates we were just sitting around talking and they were like, oh, how do you how do you like make sure that your kids don't grow up to be like really awful people? Yeah, good question. <laughs> and, and Kate said, 
oh, mum, you know, what did, what do you do? She said, we're kind of all right, aren't we? She said, like, we're all, we're all married or, you know, with partners and we've got, like, good jobs and yep. we're not horrible. We, we didn't do drugs and get in trouble with the police. And yeah. We might have gone out and got pissed a bit, but, you know, that was probably our worst crime and had some dodgy boyfriends. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yep, yeah, yep. We didn't stay with them, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, oh, how can we make sure that that happens? And I said, well... There's no magic formula. <laughs> no. Saying, There's no magic formula. I said, I guess you just do what you think's right at the time in all these sort of conflict situations that arise. Yeah. You know, you get these things that come up and you think, well, is this is this the hill to die on? Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what do I do here? And, you know, I suppose, you know, you just have to sort of weigh up the the pros and cons and you know obviously there's a few watershed moments there like yep. you know yeah. sometimes it does mean that they are going to tell you that they hate you yeah you know? oh and Violet then, told me that when she was three or something and I was like okay oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't listen to three-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> or 12-year-olds oh yeah the grandchildren often say go away ma go away ma <laughs> go away yeah <laughs> and it was it was classic last time we were at Kate's. Oh, it wasn't the last time. It was the time before, you know, I told Jackie he had to do something or whatever, you know, because he's been a feral three-year-old, yep. a two-and-a-half-year-old. And, you know, I was just pulling him into line over something. And you go away, Ma, you go away. And I said, well, I am going away, Jack. I said, I'm going home today on the train. And he goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't go home Mark. <laughs> oh dear but i reckon you can see a lot of similarities you once your or your kids are starting to be teenagers now or violet is yeah between toddlers and teenagers yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. there's a few um, times last year when she was in year seven where both me and Giles were like who are you like what are you you know when <laughs> they when they you know she's a she's a good kid and always been a good student but you know when they're in year seven and they see all the bad people, all the bad yeah, behavior, yeah. and then they come home and they tr they try it on. Like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be like that person. I'm gonna use the language they use. I'm gonna walk like they did. And you just go, yeah. wow, wow, who's this person? They suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, all the fun's about to start, mate. The rocky. I reckon the rockiest years are eight, nine. Oh, probably, yeah, 10 can be a bit ordinary. Yeah. Far out. You know. So she really she really prepared you for parenting <laughs> parenting of the other two, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, they must have been smooth sailing in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the cake was pretty good up until then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I think she just had, because she had always been such a model student. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, pretty good kid on the whole. I mean, you know, she always had a bit of a, bit of a strong will about her. Yeah. She still does. But She's, she she does. I mean, Violet reminds me of her yeah. a lot of, of yeah. a similar age. Just yeah. good student, but at home, just he's oh, a yeah. big attitude. Oh, yeah. Well, she was a street angel and home devil. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Without a doubt. Because, yeah. yeah, she was always testing the limits. <laughs> yeah, they love to test the limits. Yeah. Whereas Bells was a bit more. Bells, look, Bells did naughty stuff too, but she was more passive. Yeah. Passive it's very, passive. like, I've said this to Giles, like, your 
your girls and my girl, our girls, are very similar. Like yeah. Violet is was very much like Kate, and Noel is very much like Bella. Yeah, so same Bells thing. Was, very passive. Bella's was still doing the sneaky shit, <laughs> and getting up to mischief. But I can imagine my youngest doing the same. Yes, so in your face. No, no. Where Kate was just like, "I'm going to do this, and you can't stop me." Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Bells is probably doing it, but just you know, yeah. like behind our backs. Like she got up to some mischief as well. Don't worry. I mean, it all comes out once they're adults. And yes. You can't do it about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember coming to visit you uh, with Jazz. I think maybe when she was pregnant with Violet and oh, yeah. talking talking to Bella, who was sixteen at the time, seventeen. And I remember saying mm. to Jazz, "Oh, like, you know, she. I don't think she'd met." Oh, she maybe met the girls just at our wedding. Um, but I was like, Bella's very cool. You'll like her. And they got on immediately. She was 16 mm. and Giles was like, she seems much older than 16. Anyway, but she was just telling a story offhand and she was like, you know, had friends over for my party, blah, 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 blah. We were doing nudie runs and we were like, oh. sorry, 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 what? What? Go back. What are you talking that, about? I was going to mention that. Yeah, the nudie like, oh, yeah, runs. We just do the nudie runs. and to Milthorpe. Bloody hell. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Oh, you know, that's just what we do. You know, we get bored, so go for a nudie run and <laughs> go, oh, my God. I was only talking about that a few weeks <laughs> ago. Awesome. We were, we were talking about birthday parties because Kate was having Jack's party and it was the first time she'd had a, a kid's party. Yeah. And, you know, Jack, all his other birthdays were during COVID. So yeah, had, of course. And I said, no, I mate, didn't miss anything. One and two-year-old parties. Yeah. Well, it's all for the parents, mate. It's all parents, yes, it's all parents. Kids don't even know. Well, we yeah. came up, we said something the other day we had never even thought of, like, why don't you just bring a present for the parents every yeah. at the kids' party? I never thought of that. That would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Kate was having party anxiety and, you know, oh, my God, what will happen at it and what will the kids oh, do? And, rah, rah, rah. and I said, oh, don't worry about it, mate. And um, I said, it'll be right. And I said, oh. I tell you, I breathe a huge sigh of relief after this is 21st. I thought, thank God we never have to have another kids' party. No more parties for kids, that's right. Man, yeah, that was full on because some of his mates were a bit loose. Yeah, yeah, let's build a fire and yeah, have a party. It's always a always a good time. Although Moose's was in the middle of summer, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a bit yeah, that was a bit of a wild one. The music, I remember Logs getting a bit testy about the, the music, the yeah. And the music and... I remember walking back to the yeah, main street of Millsorp and hearing the music all the way, all the way back. <laughs> yeah, the boys kept turning up the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the neighbors stick? I said, it doesn't matter. It's funny. You can play music till 12 o'clock. Yeah, that's then. right. Oh, God. <laughs> neighbors stick. So I wanted to ask you a question too about like my time in Denny with, with you. Uh, who was the worst influence on the other, me or your husband? Oh, I think that oh, Lays is always a bad influence, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like Bella. He's that passive. passive. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's the sneaky one that sets other people up to do bad shit. Yeah, but that's the thing. He, I, yeah. I always felt we were like brothers from different mothers because that was yeah. the thing when we got together. It was like, oh, another one. You're right. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I think he, yeah, he likes to, um, you know, revert to his youth when he's with uh, with younger people sometimes. Yep. <laughs> I, I think I don't, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I know we got in a lot of trouble at 
the Kevin Jones's Wilson. wedding. At the Jones's oh. wedding, we got in trouble for whatever we were talking about. And, uh, and Millsy's party. Remember that party? Mm, you know, Did you narrow... go to that? It was Carrie Mills's. Was, was it the 21st? Sarah Mills', Sarah Mills 21st. Or yes. Something. You know what? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. When I, when I had. And Lake stole all the wine from <laughs> under his plate. <laughs> when, when I had COVID in the last holidays, I mm. was. I cleaned out all my stuff and I found like an, all my old box of, you know, old cards and mementos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to, um, I'll have to take a photo and put it on the, and post it when I play this episode, because there's a card that you gave me. And I think it was when I left, all right. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what it was, but there's a drawing that he did. Oh. Of him, of him with, him, the, bottles of with the bottles of wine under his coat and a thought bubble in his head saying, I am invisible, nobody can see me, and me screaming at him, Go, loads, go. <laughs> didn't yeah. He, so, yeah, we went to a 21st. I didn't yeah. know, I obviously didn't know many people, but you, of course, knew everyone there. We drank yeah. too much, and I encouraged him. <laughs> to take bottles of wine, which he then had to return the next day. Is that right? Well, yeah. What happened was someone said, um, I think it was Lynn Bond, said yep. to me that she thought that um, someone had seen him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everyone. So, so I went home like in this state, total state of paranoia. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, you know. Because Carrie Mills was a bit of a person to be feared. Right. Do you remember her? Not really, no. A real big lady. Oh, right. Huge. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Massive. And she like she was just one of those really kind of like people who, you know, she'd just tear strips off you as look at you if you'd done something to upset her. Right. Like steal what wine from a daughter's birthday. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Far out. So I was really paranoid. Yeah. Because Lynn goes, oh, I think that, you know, Kerry saw Mark doing that. Because <laughs> Lynn can be a bit of a, like, narky yeah. cow sometimes. Absolutely. And I just went, oh, really? Oh, shit. And she goes, I think you should apologise. And I just went, oh, Jesus Christ, Lynn. And so <laughs> the next morning I just thought, oh, I may as well just get it out in the open. So I just rang her and said, yep. oh, look, Kerry. I said, you know, really sorry, but I said, you he know, was led, Mark, led astray, led astray by I said, another Mark boy. Mark was a bit drunk last night, and I said, <laughs> you know, he got a little bit silly and got carried away a bit, and you know, grabbed a couple of bottles of wine as he walked out. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I said, we'll bring him back if you, <laughs> you know, if that's what you want. She goes, oh, don't even worry about it, Sandy. I didn't even know. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Great. So, so someone thought, I spent oh, they must have known. racked with guilt because <laughs> yeah. of that. I thought, oh, bloody Kerry Mills is going to shoot me down when I get to work on Monday. Oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah. But yes. yeah, Lynn could be a bit like that. Yeah. So, yes, I, <laughs> yeah, bad influence on, on the, yeah, though I remember that could mean like, oh, we're both shit stirrers. That's, uh, that's going to be, inter- <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I want. I'll let you go because we. It's. Uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, well, we've done an hour, haven't we? Yeah, that? yeah. So we talk bit for an hour, hey? Pretty easy. <laughs> um, I'm sure we could do several hours. Uh, what about? Can you remember? Uh, 
the it's the probably the only time certainly the only time that I worked with you where we probably had a little too much to drink on a school night oh where Logues was playing in a band like oh, a, the did. open mic night and we I thought oh we'll go to the open mic night and yes. we'll we'll have a few I it's a probably that. a Thursday night and we got yeah. there and there were students there yeah because it's Denny and students can play at the oh, open mic because night. Some, some of them are in the bands and they're with their parents. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, oh, that's bad. So we went into the over-18s part of the bar and started just hammering, hammering, the, drink, <laughs> hammering the drinks. And I, I remember getting home and calling my friend, which I often did, and mm. having a chat to him. And at one point he just said, Sorry, don't you have to work in the morning? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, do, do you know what time it is? I was like, nah. And he's like, it's half past four. And I was like, oh, oh okay. So obviously we were at the pub till close. And then I came home and felt very jolly. And uh, yeah, so it was like half past four. And then, yeah, I had to go to school the next day, <laughs> teach the next day, feeling very shabby. And I remember my but horrible year nine class going what am I going to do and then I well we'll do silent reading so we all went to the library and got a book and did silent reading and I sat behind a book trying to stay awake (laughs) and um they were that was the nicest they ever were for some reason maybe they could smell it on me anyway but can you remember what did you have to do the next day oh god well was that when I was head teacher still yeah oh you know what I don't know I don't know. I if can't, no, I probably fudged my way through it somehow, mate. No, but, I. Do you yeah. remember what you had to do? You had no. to. That was when Paula was oh, there. Oh, was that when I was doing that Egyptian thing? <laughs> yeah, and she oh, cooked. And she in that cooked, Egyptian thing. cooked an Egyptian feast. Yep. Yeah, we had a banquet with that class. Yep. Yes. That oh, was it. I got that award. <laughs> the Joe Cool Award. The Joe Cool Award. Yes. I'm on the back page of the school magazine, dressed up in that Egyptian outfit. Yep. And, and Andrew Collins had to come up and observe it <laughs> for whatever reason. And he came up to me and went, oh, you've outdone yourself today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out till four next and I day. Said, I Cult- said, you're lucky I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural day, an Ethi- uh, Egyptian feast, Egyptian oh, dancing. God. Oh, great I timing. Do pretty have you got that school magazine? I don't know. I might if I can I find have, that picture. I've got it. Oh, oh. right. The Joe Cool Award, did you say? Yeah. Because oh, they always God. used to take a picture of one of the teachers doing something outrageous <laughs> and have it on the back page. Like I remember one year there's a picture of someone standing on some, you know, rocky outcrop in the Warren Bungles where they always used to go on excursions and, you know, like looking pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately for me, it's a, a picture of me hung over and dressed up in an Egyptian costume. <laughs> God, fantastic. I, that was awesome. I remember that time, though, when you were really bad after some cricket match. No, I don't remember this. All right, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was your moment of shame. That was, that was the, that was probably the, Drunkest I've ever been, I'd say. The cricket green file, and you had yeah. to go. Yeah, I had to go home. I, yeah. Again, I, I was lucky I made it home. That was when, like, I 
I Collins he got up me. <laughs> he got up you. He got up me for letting you go home. Oh, I, I had to go and I, see I, him. I that wasn't yeah. your actually no that wasn't you weren't the level two there. You weren't the head of English no. then. That was when Trace was the head of English because she rang oh. the she rang the front office to say you were going home. Said oh he's he's sick and he's he's not feeling well and he's going home. So she. She not lied, but just said, "Oh, he's going home because he's not feeling well. He's just vomited, and you know, made it seem like I was, there was something wrong." I think Collins knew because yeah, I went to I, I, that's, he he knew because I went to see him. I was like, yeah, "Chris contacts," and he goes, "Oh, he's just graceful." <laughs> yeah, well, I I went to see him like on my way out. I was like, I can't have like to leave. I didn't want to leave, and then the word get her. You might have told me like the word's going to get out because I there were teachers and students who had seen me and mm. I'm guessing they would have seen me miming Jimi Hendrix on a table at one point drink <laughs> drinking out of a bottle of schnapps that was this is at the cricket show yeah this is and because we played cricket and I hadn't eaten and had been in the sun and then I was yeah. just drinking you were so bad yeah that was the that was the worst I've ever been because I went to bed I got to bed at like 8 p.m and I and I slept twelve hours and it made no difference. Jesus and um, yeah, I went. Yeah, like, I, didn't bloody kill yourself. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, that was that was. I was obviously I had alcohol poisoning because it did nothing. Yeah. And then I um yeah went to school and yeah went yeah on my way out I stopped by the deputy's principal's office and I said like I'm going home because I'm sick and he's like oh that's no good and I said I am horribly hung over and i remember his face just changing from being concerned to being like you dickhead like disgraceful <laughs> uh, all right he was like we'll come back tomorrow and i was like see ya and i went home and uh, yeah that was bad oh at least you fronted up mate yeah yeah that yes yeah at <laughs> least i shouldn't have there's no way i should have <laughs> what was i thinking i nearly killed myself with whatever butterscotch snaps it's the last time yeah, i've drank probably- that that's for sure well, at least you probably learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, th- yeah. I pretty much did, yes. There's no doubt about it. All right. Well, on that delightful on that delightful note, I'll just cut that last bit out. No one needs to hear that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Logs, thanks so much. Thank you. All That's right, it. Mate.